Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Pulse Podcast, where we ask Pulse-raising questions about all things Christian-related. My name is Raphael, and I'm part of our God-given missions social media team, and today I'm joined by MT Omini. Today we are going to be looking at how can God be just, a just God and a loving God at the same time? Over to UMT. Wow. Yeah, I, I love how you set up these massive questions and you just say, over to you, Mike. Read down what you wrote down. Well, you know, when I was young, one of the earliest books I read is a book called The God Delusion by uh, Richard Dawkins. I want, I'm going to read to you something he wrote, which I need you to brace yourself for. It's, it, it's quite... Um, it's quite heavy and so for those who are listening this is your trigger warning i suppose um he says the god of the old testament is arguably the most unpleasant character in all of fiction jealous and proud of it a petty unjust unforgiving control freak a vindictive blood bloodthirsty ethnic cleanser a misogynistic homophobic racist infanticidal genocidal filicidal pesticidal megalomaniacal megalomaniacal whatever that word is uh like uh and some other stuff and then he calls him a capriciously malevolent bully forgive them lord for they know no what <laughs> they do and say <laughs> you could imagine me when i was young because i was a bit of an iconoclast i would read some of these things and be like oh yeah look at him telling sticking it to the man right and I, and I thought richard dawkins was really onto something here um when i read this first corinthians comes to mind in first corinthians 1 18 paul says preaching the cross is foolishness to those who perish but unto you or but unto us who are saved it is the power of god the truth is uh the cross to a lot of people who are passing away it's foolishness um and everything he says i almost want to reach out and go but but there there, there is a way to see god's justice um um you know uh, 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 make peace, if you like, with with God's love for us. And the answer to him is the cross. Dawkins, Dawkins' kind of central issue is that there is no way you can call God loving and still all the stuff we read in the Old Testament and even in the New are true. Uh, you know, one of them is 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 untrue. Essentially, is, is one of the things he contends. Well, I think, like I said the cross is the answer because the cross is the zenith point the peroration if you will where we see god's justice and god's love on clear display for the world to see now we have to admit that for a lot of people they will struggle seeing this because they just it doesn't make sense but let, let me attempt to kind of paint the picture or at least set the scene for them on one side we have our sin and our sin really is how all this began, right? Our sin is the central thing here. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. And so, you know, this isn't just like a random thing to say. What Romans 6 is really doing here is making it clear that when we sin, it's like we have a, a, a shovel and we just continue to dig a deeper and deeper and deeper hole for ourselves. We, uh, with every act, with every sin, it's like a vote and we just move further and further away from god so we are basically on this self-destructive 
treadmill, if you like, where everything we do just leads us down into, into further and further darkness. Important to note that our sin isn't just us doing wrong, it's eternal separation from God. And so with every sin, we get in, we get in deeper and deeper into that hole. Sin is our problem, right? And so our sin is the center thing. But you know, to our sin, God responds with love doesn't yeah because what he does with our sin is he sends jesus to die um uh, uh, for us and so what we see right is a picture of us turning our backs to god ephesians 2 1 again dead in our trespasses and god's overwhelming response is to draw near to us not to run away from us because his nature doesn't allow it but to draw near to us and so the conundrum of how does god draw near to us but still maintain his justice so that he's someone we can trust is why we see the cross. Yeah. People often ask that question, which you probably asked before. Why doesn't God just forgive us? If he's loving, he's just forgive us. Well, what people don't understand about that is if God simply forgives us and his justice, right, is, is somehow not whole, then that means God isn't worthy of our trust. And like everything else we know in the world, God's justice is for sale. If that were the case, how could we trust anything he says? Yeah. Even though we may go, he loves us. Okay, cool. But how can you even trust that? Because he's not just. And this is the big problem that lies with humanity is that no one's just. No one's honest. Like we're all, you know, cutting, uh, uh, making deals and doing all sorts of calculations in our head. Whereas we serve a God who in his wisdom found a way to reconcile his justice with his love. Comes down as Jesus Christ, John 1, 14, 13. Dies the death we should have died. And so because of the punishment he inflicts on his son by virtue himself, we are able to know him. Uh, the cross, if you have the spirit in you, is the most beautiful depiction. This, this ugly scene of a man bleeding, hanging through no fault of his own for people he hasn't even met yet, like me and you. I mean, is there any more measure of love? When I was reading Romans 3, I was getting emotional a bit because I just thought to myself, like, he got... Jesus hasn't hadn't even met me yet. It's not like we went out for coffee and he was like, that Mike, he's all right. Let me let me die for him. Wasn't that? It's just this future version of me, this this concept, this conception of me was enough, was was mobilizing enough for him to say, I'm gonna die. Is there a greater measure of love than that? But also, God proves through the cross that he's worthy of our trust he's worthy of our belief he's worthy of our faith because he's just and god's justice means we can lean on him uh he's uh, uh you know precepts in the bible aren't just interesting prose they can actually take the weight of our expectation that for me is what the cross accomplishes it shows us that god is both loving but also his just and and thank god that both those things are true in equal measure so with that being said now and understanding that you know um like you said the wages of sin is death and that it's uh it's christ's death on the cross that pays for um pays the price for our sins does that mean that when we sin and we ask for forgiveness there is no consequence to our sin that we are just free of all charges or 
does the consequence of our sin is it in line with the the justice justice of us like do, do you get what i'm trying to say i think so um you're are you kind of saying what's the need to like every time we sin again do we need to ask for forgiveness is that yeah like do we need to because if the the price has already been paid and we've already been forgiven the, the price of our sin has already been paid do we just sin and say i'm sorry and that's it <laughs> yeah good question that there's that three-tiered way of looking at sin that, that, that I think is probably helpful. Some may know it already, but some may not. And that is the difference between justification, sanctification, and glorification, right? Um, and justification, do, do you remember it? <laughs> I should have put you on the spot. Don't embarrass me, Mike. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I know it, but I think, you know, my it's life, it, it's just yeah. your, your voice is a bit nicer than mine. <laughs> so if you just say it, maybe. No, I only asked you because you were mouthed it. So I was thinking, oh, maybe yeah. you want to say it, right? I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. <laughs> Thank you so much, right? So, so justification removes the penalty of sin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there's a penalty that we were due. Remember, the wages of sin is death. Jesus dies, and so we become justified, Romans 10.3. And because of our justification, the penalty of sin is removed. Jesus has paid the penalties, paid the price, so to speak. Then sanctification removes the power of sin. As we mature in Christ, kind of first Peter, as we begin to grow in him, as we begin to mature in him, the power of sin is broken away out of our lives. The reason we confess our sins, as you said in James 4, is because, you know, the Bible says the prayer of a righteous person is powerful. When we pray for each other, when we cover each other, when we confess, it's all a way of building relationship with God so that you hate sin more and you love him more. So, so the reason we ask for forgiveness isn't to be re-justified because we've been justified. It's to further that sanctification process so we just grow in our knowledge of him, that we grow in our appreciation and love for him, but also that sin becomes increasingly disgusting to us, right? That's the whole point of it. Now, later on with glorification, we'll have the final thing re uh, be released from us, and that is the presence of sin. When we are in our glorified state, and we are in heaven and we have new bodies, the presence of sin will, will, will no longer be there. We, there'll be no sin. Uh, 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 we'll be free from sin and all the kind of stuff on this earth. So, so essentially, God's work through the gospel is to remove from us the penalty of sin, to strip us away from the power of sin, and to eventually, when we are glorified and, we, and we, we're with him to get, uh, forever, uh, remove the presence of sin altogether. Thank you so much for that, MT. Should we, should we go through it again so you're, so you're no, clear I've the next time? I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. I, I, I always had it, I always had it. But no, honestly, thank you so much for that. And thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed. Please share, like, comment, subscribe, all of that jazz. And we hope to see you again on the next episode of The Pulse Podcast. Thank you so much.